Thanks for downloading this podcast from RNIB Connect Radio. It's almost that time again. Our thoughts are turning to Easter. And if you're like me, you'll start thinking about Easter eggs and so on. Yes, uh, we should all enjoy them in moderation. But um, many of us may be thinking about getting something for our four-legged friends as well. Is chocolate good? Is it bad? What's a good diet for your dog? Well, we have with us Sue Kent from Guide Dogs to tell us a little bit more. So, chocolate. Some Sometimes I hear chocolate is okay for dogs sometimes you hear it's not good for dogs or special doggy chocolates okay maybe it's not what 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 are the facts around it okay well chocolate human chocolate contains a substance called theobromine which is toxic to dogs okay it's fine for humans but if your dogs get hold of any sort of chocolate whether it be the milk or the dark chocolate it can have very very toxic effects on your dog and it all depends on the amounts as well but if it's a little dog and it only has a small amount then that could prove potentially fatal for the dog as well now With uh, Easter coming up, as you said, the best thing is not to give any sort of chocolate or anything at all like that. You can get doggy chocolate drops, which have a cocoa substitute, and you can find those in pet shops, and they're okay, again, in small amounts, okay? But anything like Easter eggs or anything, or if people think they want to give the dog a little treat with chocolate, it's an absolute no. So keep all your chocolate eggs away up in high cupboards. Dogs have been known to open low cupboards and completely ransack the kitchen to get to chocolate. And usually there's a bit of a trail of foil and all the wrappers and things like that. So there there are some clues that they've been scavenging chocolate. I normally think you have to tell the children as well as the adults, you know, not to give the dog little treats like that, especially chocolate. Yes, absolutely. You mentioned the specialist ones there. Now, although they're probably good for your dog or they are good for your dog, are there considerations about calories in there as well? Yes, absolutely. Yes, they are very, very high in in calories. So if your dog is on a special diet or it's on a special food, again, try and stay away from those sort of treats. Okay, what what about a good diet then for a dog? I mean, guide dogs are working dogs, so there's a a, a real emphasis on getting them the the best possible food. Well, we feed um, complete diets and dry diets here. And those are all the ones that you see in the bigger shops and like pets at home. And all of those diets are, as I say, they're complete. So everything has been done for you. There's no need to substitute anything. All their vitamins and minerals are in there. So there are different ones for sort of different stages of the dog's life. And all of that hard work has been taken out. So it's all but done by the manufacturers. Now, there are other foods called complementary that you have to feed with something else. And usually it will state either on the tin or on the packet. But complete diets are absolutely great. They're convenient. You can take them out with you. Um, There's no messing around. There's no tins to open or anything like that. So they do a good job. Fantastic. And always pay attention as well. But I imagine the different ones for pups, different ones for older dogs. There is, yes. There's lifestyle stages and also now there are sort of more breed-specific ones. They cost a little bit more and it all depends on sort of like how the dog's gut works and things like that. So there's a lot of research that goes into the dog food manufacturing and it's a huge market as well. 
So we should really just stick to the the foods that are prepared for our dogs, the treats that are prepared for our dogs, because we mentioned chocolate, obviously, there as as a Mm no-no, but some people probably think fruit, some types of fruit, some types of veg. Some people give a carrot before bed, which is better than a bonio or something. I've heard other people feeding lots of cabbage and things. That's not so good because obviously cabbage is high in fibre and the dog will go to the toilet a lot more the next day. So it's best not to have too much cabbage, but a carrot is absolutely fine. They can have um, little bits of apple, but as long as they don't have any part of the core or the seeds. Great stuff. Okay, I'm learning lots here, Sue. Actually, I'm, <laughs> I'm making notes here for the, the carrots and the apples, especially. If our dogs were to get unwell, what kind of signs yes. should we be looking for? Right, it's anything that's sort of like out of character for the dog, and it all depends on what illness it's got or you know if there's if there's anything else that's suddenly come about so if your dog is either lethargic usually it could have vomiting or diarrhea that's the most cause that we deal with on on an almost daily basis whether it be guide dogs or puppies at walk as well or whether um, it's showing any sort of other signs of say like a temperature or um, it's going into shock or something like that so those are those are the major signs Fantastic. So stick to the stuff that says it's for dogs mm-hmm. and leave everything else out pretty much to stay yeah, safe. Yeah, it's be- it is better to, to say safe than sorry and keep all your chocolate away. And that goes for Christmas as well. When you put the chocolate treats on the tree, the dogs will pull them down. Fantastic. Sue, um, learned a lot so far in just the space of a few minutes. Thank you for joining us on RNIB Connect Radio. Thank you very much. For more downloads like these, visit rnibconnectradio.org.uk slash podcasts.